Hello and welcome back to Six Figure Honey, a passive income and money mindset podcast. Today we are going to be talking all about faceless marketing tips and how to grow your faceless digital marketing account on Instagram and other social media platforms. So if that sounds like your vibe, let's dive in. Hello, my beautiful, beautiful people. I am so freaking excited today, right as I was setting up for this podcast. We got another sale and it is always a good day when you get another sale. So today we are talking about faceless digital marketing, how to start an account and how to build it and grow it and scale it on Instagram and other platforms as well. So for all of my faceless girlies, I have a special treat for you at the very end of the episode if you listen all the way through um, or if you come back to it. It's always going to be there, right? It's a podcast. It lives on forever. This is not one of those free webinar things, but I do have a free little gift for you and I'm really excited about it. So let's dive in. For those of you who don't really know what faceless digital marketing is, it is selling digital products, or this is what I mean when I say it. It is selling digital products like ebooks, courses, um, guides, templates, anything that you can sell that is not a physical product, but a digital download essentially is digital products and usually associated with digital marketing. Now, other faceless quote unquote digital marketing that you could do or that does exist out there is this podcast. It's faceless. It's digital. It's, you know. So, and YouTube videos, if you ever see those like rain videos or those frequency videos, clearly I listen to a lot of them because that's all I can think of, but you know, like white noise, things like that, where nobody's behind the account, you don't see, or you don't see who's behind the account, right? So today we're specifically talking about faceless digital marketing in terms of selling digital products like eBooks, um, courses, templates, things like that. So if you are new to this world, why is this blowing up? Why are you seeing this everywhere? It's because it is a powerful, powerful business to start. And I'm just going to come right out and say it. I thought it was a massive scam when I first heard about it. I've been in, a, in an MLM before and not to hate on them, but it felt a little MLM-ish slash maybe predatory. But then I learned oh, you keep 100% of the profits of whatever you sell and you there's no upline. Nobody's going to shun you or unfollow you because you decided to go a different direction or anything like that. It's just really a launching point for building a business. That's what it is. And you can take it in any direction and it's just, it's amazing. So the power of it is if you buy a digital product, like a course, you can then resell that course if it has resale rights. And a lot of the ones that are being promoted often do. So if you ever see MRR or RR or PLR, that's what that's talking about is resale rights. Meaning I can buy this course and then I can sell it. And why this is really powerful is as somebody who has made a course from scratch before, who has made eBooks from scratch before, who has done all of that on their own before, being able to just buy a product and sell it is so much easier. You are saving hours of first off education and knowledge. Second, actually taking the time to build the platform 
before the hack was actually going on Fiverr and having somebody build it out for you. But today you don't even have to do that. You can actually just buy a course and sell that same course and rebrand it or remodel it and sell it depending on what the rights, the usage rights are. So always make sure that you understand what that is. Now, where it gets really powerful and what you want to do once you have started this business, right? Let's say you go out, you buy a course from whichever creator you really like, or you build your own course, whatever. Once you build that course and you start marketing it, the other thing that you can do is take chunks of that course, right? Let's say that there is a section on selling in your stories and you think that that's really helpful and you think people are going to really utilize that, or let's say that it comes with free content ideas, right? And you feel like everybody's always struggling with content. You want to sell that. You can break. I'm saying you can break off. You're not going to break off this piece, but you're going to, you can build a freebie or you can build an extra lower priced product, like an ebook or templates using that larger course, which is why it's really cool, right? So now you have two products to sell one at a lower price for the people who don't want to pay a hundred to five hundred dollars for these courses and you can solve problems and then you can branch off even more let's say so for example i love the faceless platform and i felt like there was a lot there was not a lot of affordable options for faceless content and people were struggling and they didn't want to like have to keep searching for good faceless content so i created a little vault um, it's really just a Google Drive, and I sell it for very cheap. It's $22 to access it. You get it forever. You always have access. It's not a monthly subscription. It's just, I've just accumulated all of this content, and I'm selling it to people. Or I'm selling them the, yeah, the file to access it. Does that make sense? So once I started doing that, I started getting smaller ticket sales and then those led to bigger ticket sales because once you sell a smaller ticket item and people really see the value in it, they want to go to the next best item, right? Does that make sense? So that's why it's amazing because it's so scalable. You can create as many digital products as you want. You can buy as many digital products as you want and you can really create an actual full thriving business out of this for very, very little money right? I've bought a $47 course and I have sold it. And I think it's made alone in the last month, almost $400 now, which is absolutely banana sandwich. Now for all of my girlies who have already started their digital marketing business, they're at the cusp or the beginning of starting, they want to start whatever, and you are looking to grow your Instagram account. These are the hottest tips that I have for how I grew from zero to a thousand followers, over a thousand followers in the past four weeks. Okay, so I started from, I think I actually started with 60 followers because it was a previous account, I'll be fully transparent, but I started it as like one of those old money aesthetic accounts where I posted like cute like Chanel stuff and yeah, but I had left it alone for like months. So the only people that followed me were like other theme accounts and then just random bots. So I started with 60, but let's call it zero to be honest. Um, how I grew from 60 followers to over a thousand followers in the past four weeks. The first thing is going to be, I know you've probably heard this and it's so annoying about your niche. So I want to reframe what the traditional niche is because I think 
it's a little outdated. If you are struggling to find a niche, stop worrying about where they're located, what their demographic is, what age they're at, things like that, and start focusing. You're going to get so much further if you just start focusing on what problem can you solve. So the first thing I want you to think about is think about your own digital marketing journey from the very beginning before you even purchased the course. I think that's the issue is that so many people go back to like when they bought the course as their journey. And it's like, no, think back even further. I know for me, I saw people doing digital marketing, but I was like, oh, I just can't be that person. I can't build a personal brand. I don't want to build a personal brand. I don't want to have my face out there, but I would follow them. And I would be like, this is so crazy that they're making this kind of money. And it was still, it was still intriguing to me, but I would never have joined it. Now, fast forward, I find a faceless account because I already like theme pages. I've learned that, but I knew that to make a theme page really lucrative, you have to build a pretty large following, like 20K plus to have a decent theme page, right? And if you don't know what a theme page is, it's just those quote, like if you've ever seen Boss Woman, CEO, a Hustle, you know, any of those quote pages, that's what a theme page is. So I've seen those before. And so when I saw somebody kind of combine the two, I was like, oh my gosh, this is genius. This is brilliant. I can just start like essentially a theme page and then build and sell my digital products from there, right? So that's my journey to how I got here. And even before, once I had that idea, I didn't buy it right away. I went back and I checked to the girl who was constantly um, posting her income updates, who was constantly posting her follower updates. And I would, I didn't even follow her. I would just type in her name and I would go back and check and be like, okay, is she still making money? What's she at now? Is she still you know, growing. Sure enough, every time I would check, she still was. So that's part of the journey too. So think about your journey because whenever you can say and describe things like that to people, it's going to catch their eye because they're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's so me. I don't know if any of you are thinking that right now or if you're like, that sounds really similar to my journey, but that's why it's so powerful. So think back at your journey. What struggles did you overcome? What fears did you have when you first started or before you even bought? And what beliefs did you have when you first bought? So take time to write it out too. Like what struggles did you overcome? Think it through, write it down. What beliefs did you have? Like why wouldn't this work for you? What would it be like if it did work for you? All of those things. Now think of your experience and what problems you can really solve for people. What's something that you wish people knew more of? What is something that a problem that you've maybe solved for yourself or you can help others solve? Right. And whenever you start focusing on that problem solving content, your your niche doesn't really matter. Because you're not you're just naturally going to attract people who have that problem. It doesn't matter if they are an entrepreneur, a girl or a guy. It doesn't matter if they, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but one thing I will say is I do tend to because I tend to create my own niche because like I am pretty feminine in my in my posts and in my content. So I do attract a lot more women than I do guys. If I do any ads or anything, I target it towards women. I never put men in my category for targeting. It's always to girls. Maybe I'll try doing it to guys and just see what happens if I get some guys who are interested in this business. Might be kind of interesting to see. 
But off the top of my head, I feel like I would be wasting my money, like putting any kind of ad revenue or boosting. I don't do ads, but I do boost occasionally, putting any money behind that. I'm rambling now. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into like the types of content you create. So we've talked about that problem solving, that relatable content. Whenever you're first growing, aspirational content is really important because the mistake that I see a lot of people making, and I made this too, so do not do not feel bad about it because I, I 100% have done it. You can scroll my feed and you can see exactly that I've done this. I the, the issue with posting income claims, even if they're not yours, even if you're like, you know, this person made $500,000 a year from digital marketing. That is great if you already have built trust with your audience because people will vet you. That's just the honest truth. Think about any time that you've gone to buy from somebody. Was Did you go purchase from them immediately? Or no, did you go back and you checked? And this is what I mean by vetting. A lot of people will go back and look and see how many followers do they have? Have they made any sales? What proves that they can make 10 a month? What proves that they know how to teach me how to make $10,000 a month? Right? How do, how, if if you're not doing it, then why, how would you be able to show me how I can do it? Right? That's most people's thoughts. So if you, even if you have a post that's like, people are making $10,000 a month from this course, but you just keep scrolling, like that type of content, if you make that and you have under one to 200 followers, you're better off with aspirational content. That's just, that's just the truth. And I, yeah, because people are going to come and they're going to think, and people who might actually buy from you are going to come to your page and think, well, if she can't, if she only has 20 followers, I don't want to learn how to gain only 20 followers. I want to learn how to gain hundreds and thousands of followers. That's why aspirational content and relatable content and educational content And problem-solving content is really important when you're first beginning. You need to be giving people value. You need to be inspiring people and saying like, hey, I want to be a millionaire one day. What about you? Right? Don't say, I make this much a month. And then I go to, because I do, I see some girls in their bio, they will say zero to like 50K months. And I'm like, wait, how? How do you have 50K months if you have 20 followers in your Instagram doesn't say that and your stories don't say that like it 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 makes me be like okay you're you're not here to build a business you're here for the quick money that's my first thought when i see those accounts now that's not true that's just my first natural human instinct and i'm also a skeptical person i I will sniff a scam a mile away. So I am just naturally kind of cynical and skeptical. So if you if you do that, do not feel bad. I'm not coming for you. That's just to be 100% honest, that is my first go-to thought. Now, again, I've said before that I've posted content like that, like people are making 10K months when I didn't even make a sale yet. And so when you can make more authentic content that is true to you and that's aspirational and educational and probably in solving problems, that is going to help you grow and connect with people so much more because it's it's going to feel so much more authentic and good to you. And that's what's really important is you want people to look at your content and feel really good about it. That's why I try to stay away from too much, like the pain point content. I do have some kind of like spicier ones that are a little bit pain point and like sharp. Um, what I mean by pain point is, uh, are you tired of feeling 
like you're in debt all the time? Do you are you t- exhausted from your nine to five job? Like really, po- really poking at the negative emotions that people are experiencing. I like to flip it on its head and I like to do more inspiring content and more focus on the positive. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if you were debt free? Wouldn't it be amazing if you had six figures in the bank account? Right? Things like that, because that's what I prefer to paint a picture of people's desired outcomes way more than poking and prodding their pain points and their, you know, their wounds. Because some people feel really bad about certain situations they're in. I've definitely felt bad about my finances before. I think that's a part of it. I've felt bad that I'm not traveling in Bali and backpacking for three months around the world, you know? So I, I think it's really important to show people the possibilities, not make them or poke, add salt to the wound that they're not somewhere yet. I'm going to move on because I, I could talk about that all day long. Now, educational content is going to be so easy for you because you just took this course that is full of education. You have hours worth of educational content. So you can do list stuff. What So what I would do is I would create multiple posts from like one piece of content. And what I mean is, right, so for example, I have like three unpopular things I did to make from, I did to make $554 in five days. Right. And so since I said I have three unpopular things, I can now make another piece of content that says what I one thing I did to make money in my business. One, my biggest tip for making X amount of money in X amount of days. Right. So now I can repurpose that same content. So if you're pulling from the core, Sorry, I just stuttered there. If you're pulling from the course, what you can do is say, these are three chat GPT prompts that you need to use to create amazing killer captions, right? And then break it down. Say, this is the best chat GPT hack I've ever used. And use that content multiple times. You don't have to use it just once. So that's how I would break down and I would use educational content because here's the other thing too that I found is that some people really don't go through the course. So I've actually put out stuff where I've taken a second course. I've joined Simply Passive. And if you've thought about joining Simply Passive, oh my gosh, do it. I'm like, I'm so obsessed. I'm going to go on a little tangent here. I bought Learn and Earn Profits online. And I really liked it when I first bought it. And then I saw Simply Passive and I was kind of like eyeing it for a little bit. But then the Learn and Earn came out with a Max version. And I was like, okay, well, that's going to be everything that Simply Passive is. It looks, it's going to look cleaner. It's going to have a faceless course. It's going to have all of this stuff. This looks amazing. Um, I'm going to do this or I'm going to just wait for that to come out. And I sold one. And oh my gosh. Well, I think I sold two. I sold two. One girl doesn't really talk to me, which is fine. Um, Not in like a bad way. Just like she's anytime I check in with her, she's just like doing great. Thanks. She's never, we're not like buddy, buddy, if that makes sense. Anyways. uh, And then one of my friends that I've made through this process bought it too, because I was like, I think it's going to be an an answer. I think it's their answer to Simply Passive. That's what I'm waiting for. Because we were like, do we buy Simply Passive? Do we not? And I was like, I'm going to hold out for Lipo Max. That's just me. They say that they're going to do a faceless course. They say they're doing a new platform. They say they're doing all of these really cool things. 
and I was so disappointed. It was so confusing and it was it's not very attractive. There's so much content in there. It's not simple at all. It's I think it has a purpose, but I just it, yeah, back to the real story. If you are if you're thinking about buying simply passive, 100% do it. I'm giving you the green light. Go ahead, do it. Spend the money. It's worth it. Also, on a to be honest, totally honest note, Simply Passive is just like way sexier in its imagery, I think. Like, I know that's silly, but I think it really matters in today's day and age. So, there's this really interesting book. Sorry, my ADHD is kicking in. It's called, um, it's by Daniel Pink, and it's called, um, I think it's like the power of creativity or something like that, but it's really the title that you should really type in Google is um, why left brain thinkers will rule the world. And he really dives into how people don't people, the further we get in society, the more people want things to be aesthetic. And you see this with every category of things. And he he dives into even trash cans at Target are cute right? You don't want the boring white trash can. You want the cute trash can. (laughs) You will spend extra money to have an aesthetic looking trash can. The same thing has happened with Airbnbs, right? So before, in the early days of Airbnbs, my family's done um, Airbnbs since I was in like high school. So I have a little bit of background in it, but or a little bit of knowledge, I guess. And back in the day, they would tell people, oh, don't buy good furniture. Don't buy anything that you don't want to break because just buy used stuff. And that worked for a long time because there wasn't a lot of aesthetic stuff. But then once people started making and building out these cute concepts, these really unique places to stay, having like the photo walls, having everything's just like Pinterest perfect, it is hard for other Airbnbs who have not updated their stuff to, to compete with that. And so it, it happens in every demographic. So that's another reason that I jumped on Simply Passive is because I I know the human mind and I know that people gear towards pretty things and they're almost willing to pay more money to have pretty things. We've just seen it time and time again. But anyways, I'll link that book in my show notes because it's, it's a pretty interesting read. It's not like a super fun read, but it is interesting. Um, we'll put it that way. So moving on to problem-solving content, here's what I really want you to do is think of questions that you had at the beginning of your journey and use that to create content and to relate to other people who are maybe 10 steps behind you, right? So I've had a few pieces of content where... And maybe you've seen content like this before where it says like, what is MRR? Now, I like to spice my things up. I don't like to just say like, what is MRR? Like I might say, everyone is talking about MRR and I don't know what the F it means. (laughs) That's if I'm feeling a little spicy that day. Or everyone's getting rich from making digital products, but I still don't know what they are, right? Things like that, that get people really interested in meet them where they're at, if that makes sense. Okay, and then SEO and hashtags are going to be super important. You probably already know this, but just making sure that you're using hashtags in your captions. Don't put it in your comments, put it in your captions. And then using SEO words. So what I do is I keep it in a note section and then I will copy and paste it over. 
So super easy. And then also just this is I've I've heard back and forth on this. So people say like should I not follow other people in my niche? Won't this train the algorithm to only attract people in my niche? Um yes and no. It will, but it'll also attract other people. So back in 2020, 2021-ish, when I was doing my social media coaching, our hack was that you should be following the top 10 profiles in your niche because it is going to associate you with that content. So people who are interested in digital marketing, aka myself, right? I, I told you I was watching all of these people do digital marketing, but it wasn't for me. And then finally, Instagram showed me a faceless account and I was like, holy crap, yes, please. Right? So that's part of it. The other thing is you need supporters, you need engagement, and you need friends, right? This journey is going to be so effing lonely and you're going to feel really defeated if you haven't made connections. So don't worry about the algorithm in that regard. Join or don't join groups, but follow people who seem interesting to you, who are maybe one step ahead of you, right? Follow I try to only follow certain big accounts. Some make me feel really bad about where I'm at. (laughs) I'll just be completely honest. When I see certain people being like, I made six figures in two days, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go cry in a hole now because I don't think that's possible for me yet. We're going to throw a yet at the end of that because what you say is very important. So engage with other accounts. If you need to not follow the super big accounts, don't. It's okay. But that that was the hack. The other thing I'm going to say is that the gurus who say this is going to train the algorithm to only attract people in your niche, um, then why would you also tell me to use hash- niche-related hashtags, right? Those two things don't make sense. So I don't really like how conflicting those two pieces of of content is. If you've ever seen like a social media guru, guru say that, that's why I don't like that. Now, the other thing that I'll say that was really important for my growth is not focusing super hard on other platforms, but just throwing them out there, reposting on TikTok, throwing things on Pinterest, throwing things on YouTube shorts. It doesn't have to be time consuming. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it has gotten me followers. And it has the other thing that I will say is the followers that you will get from there and those other platforms are going to be good followers because they took a, a few steps to come follow you, right? Does that make sense? They are, it's so easy to be on a reel and tap a plus sign and keep swiping and not think twice about it, right? Because you're like, oh, I want to see that again. And then you just hit the plus sign and you don't go to their account. You don't really do any research. So that's why I think it is really powerful when you do get followers from other platforms funneled into your Instagram account. So make sure that your Instagram account is linked on your Pinterest, on your um, TikTok. I honestly think of of Instagram like my sales page, right? Like the sales page of a website because That is the easiest way for me to link people, to connect with them through DMs, for them to see what my content is, to see what I've done, how I've grown through my highlights and through my Instagram stories and all of that. So that's kind of how I think of it. Actually, that just reminded me, I'm going to, right now on my Pinterest page, I have my website linked and I really want to change it to my Instagram account. 
because I think that that's going to be even more powerful than just getting on Pinterest and following me and going straight to my page. Sorry, I just had a little break for a little brainstorming session with myself um, and with you guys. The other thing that I would do is post a win every single day. Going back to that customer journey where I explained just tapping into my journey for a little bit of going to that woman's page, seeing what she was doing, and then leaving, and then coming back a couple days later, seeing what she was doing, leaving, coming back again. Every time I went there and I saw something in her highlights or in her stories, she was posting either how she was withdrawing money, how she was making sales, how she's obsessed with how she makes money online, something like that. And that is what got me pulled in. Now, if you're like, well, that's great, but I don't have that yet. Totally get it. I've been there too. I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to to tout or anything like that. Um, so what you can do is what I, or what I would do is celebrate even the tiniest wins. If you get a lead, if you get a website view, if you get an account reach, if you get followers, if you get anything else, I would post about that every single day, right? Because the other thing is that you really want to be super confident in celebrating everything that you do because that makes people want to work with you even more and that makes you more interesting and your energy that you bring to your account is everything and i know that sounds probably silly but just an example like oh i got two website views today or i got two leads today um not you know a lot but oh well lol right that's kind of like oh okay but if you're like oh my gosh i got two people looking at my content today this is absolutely amazing I, it might not seem like much, but I genuinely can't believe that anybody, that this is actually working and that people are finding my stuff, right? So do you see how much more powerful that is? Because what the, what that is doing, instead of poking fun at it or anything like that, which is a totally normal human response. So don't get upset if you're like, well, I do that. It's totally fine. It's just a human response to like poke fun at things that make us feel uncomfortable or that make us upset or whatever. But if you get one lead, make that lead the most exciting part of your day and bring that kind of energy to your content and to your stories. Also, my fiance and dog are just getting back from the dog park, so sorry if you can hear them. All right, so celebrate every single win every day, every day. Because here's here was my thought process is when I when people come to my page, I want them to have the same experience that I had going to her page. I want them to see that my follower account is growing in some regard, even if it's one or two. I want them to see that um, my, that's also why I use a growth highlight so that people can like tap on it and see that I've grown however many followers and however much time. And then I was like, I want people to see that I'm getting results in some form or another. Right? That was the biggest thing. I could honestly go on and on about this topic and this conversation, but I am going to end it there because I do like to keep mine short, under an hour, um, honestly closer to 30 minutes if possible. So here is the giveaway that I want to give you. I want to give you a free one-on-one coaching session session with me when you screenshot or share this podcast to your stories make sure that you tag six figure honey in it because if i don't see it then i'm not going to know 
to who I'm going to give a free coaching call to. Um, so that is just a free one-on-one, one-hour session with me. So we can go through your content, talk about what's working. You can ask me any questions. We can just hang out if you want to. I'd love to just hang out with you. But if you have certain questions that you're like, okay, I've been really struggling with this. If you see something in my content and you're like, I really, I really want to know how she's doing X, Y, and Z, take a screenshot of that account or of you sharing it on your stories and tag me in it and yeah and then dm me so that i can set up that one-on-one session with you because i would love 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 to help you grow and i love my podcast listeners so many of you hi have been following me so many of you have been following me on instagram and i almost didn't even know it right like i've asked you like hey hey how did you find me by chance because i i love that you mentioned the podcast you've been like oh my gosh i this was how i first found you was the podcast or I've DM'd you saying, hey, thanks so much for following me. And you've been like, yeah, I love your podcast. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. I'm like fangirling over you. Um, I'm going to take a chill pill. But anyways, so if you're like, okay, a one-on-one free coaching session would be really powerful and really great, um, let me know and DM me a screenshot of you sharing it to your stories. All right. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And... Make sure to follow me on Instagram. I'll be linked in the show notes along with my stand store and along with that book that I mentioned, just in case anybody is remotely curious about the literature that I read. (laughs) Have a beautiful night or day.